in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. Today we take a look at experimental and avant-garde music from Germany, so stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The news with Nina Paula. Münster. It may sound odd, but it's true. A small close to the public library at a prison in Münster in west-central Germany has received the National Library of the Year Award. It's like a bookworm's paradise in prison. The large room is filled with bookcases which reach nearly to the ceiling. The jury was interested in the service offered to users and the attempt to provide literature for the prisoners from 50 different countries. The popularity of the library is reflected in the numbers who visit it. Of around 530 prisoners, about 80% use the library. Librarian Gerhard Pescher says some prisoners have very little experience in reading, but when they are in detention, they become great readers. Düsseldorf The Interior Ministry of the German state of North Rhine-Westphalia is taking a new tack in the fight against homegrown terrorism. It's using a comic book, complete with colorful images and youthful language, to battle nasty jihadism. It's the story about a Turkish kid called Murat living in Germany, getting no apprenticeship and blaming society and discrimination for his situation. Soon he meets false friends who want to turn him into a public enemy. The hero of the story is a young German named Andy, who helps Murat and tells him all about the horror of terrorism. There will be 170,000 copies of this comic and Hamburg is also planning to use them. Berlin Germany's left looks for a speed limit for autobahns and a return to the party's traditional values. The 130 km per hour limit is unlikely to become law. German Chancellor Angela Merkel criticized the proposal and even other members of the coalition said no. But the so-called Hamburg program of the SPD marks a shift to the left for the party. It is a critical of unfettered capitalism and contains several references to democratic socialism, a phrase which has been hotly discussed within the party over the past few years. Recently, the SPD has been struggling to maintain its identity as its coalition partner. The center-right Christian Democratic Union has muscled in on traditional SPD social policy territory in an attempt to appeal to voters on the left. München. More and more German firms return home as risk outweigh benefits abroad. A new study by the Fraunhofer Institute shows that one in four to five companies make their way back to Germany within two years of establishing production facilities abroad. Just one example, 1,200 companies within the metal and electrical industry return to Germany in a two-year period. One reason is that entrepreneurs often underestimate other costs involved in production abroad. Labor costs rose from between 20 and 30 percent within a year. Hamburg The famous German actress Evelyn Hamann is dead. After a short serious illness she died at the age of 65. 
Hamann became known to a wide German television audience by acting with the comedian Loriot in a large number of sketches which became classics. In one famous scene, the Englische Ansage, the English announcement, Hamann plays a television presenter describing the plot of an English television series with a plethora of English TH sound names she becomes less and less able to pronounce as the sketch progresses. Gwyneth Molesworth fährt nach North Cofflestone Hall zurück, aber nicht über Middle Edelthorpe, sondern über North Thurston, Thrumpton Castle, Middle Fritham und Nether Edelthorpe. The name says it all. Other Minds wants to challenge you, wants to open your musical horizon and question the definition of what music is. They have created an international community for composers, students and listeners alike to discover and learn about innovative music by composers from all over the world. Other Minds invites you to participate. Based in San Francisco, the non-profit releases its own records, organizes concerts and festivals and has made a name for itself as one of the leading organizations supporting and promoting avant-garde music. Charles Amerkanian is the executive director of Other Minds. Well, Other Minds is an organization that is uh, not like any other one in the United States. Uh, according to Alex Ross in a recent interview, no other American city has such an organization that supports uh, music that falls between the cracks. In other words, um, we support non-commercial uh, composers um, who are writing music that extends the boundaries of classical music in some way. And you might need a certain knowledge to appreciate what we're doing, but very often not. And uh, so we're not academic uh, avant-garde classical music. We tend to have an interest in music that sometimes crosses boundaries from the classical world into jazz, into folk music, into world traditional musics, and uh, sometimes uh, commercial rock and roll. The latest concert with the Italian, but Berlin-based Amelia Cuni, fits perfectly to other minds. Cuni presents John Cage's solo for Voice 58, the first recording since John Cage wrote this piece in 1970. Well, if you have heard Indian classical vocal music before, um, you'll have a little bit of an idea what uh, Amelia Cuni is doing with the score of John Cage. In this case, she's performing uh, with uh, two percussionists, and with an uh, electronic drone player. So instead of an Indian vocalist with a tambura, which is a drone string instrument, and tablas, you have uh, a little bit different take on that traditional medium. Um, and it is going to be uh, very different from moment to moment because there are 18 different ragas or scales that are performed in the course of an hour, and each one has a very different character. Uh, so the idea of John Cage to have a lot of variety in music all at the same time is uh, exercised in a way that you wouldn't have in traditional Indian music. So what you'll hear is a very beautiful succession of melodic songs sung by Amelia, who was trained in Drupad singing in India for 20 years and who's an expert in that, uh, blended with some tendencies from European and American avant-garde music, from the percussion music movement of the 40s, and from uh, some of the ideas from Tibetan and Asian music that have infiltrated the West. Listening to the sounds presented by other minds, the question comes up, what is music? Well, my mother and her three sisters were all classical piano teachers, so I had a very traditional upbringing. But I came to appreciate the idea that in 
this this era, composers have used all sorts of sound sources as instruments. And when the tape recorder was invented and people began to record sounds from the environment and manipulate them, uh, that became music. Music is what composers say it is. And so if a composer like Cage embraces the sounds of nature or the sounds of uh, a shovel in the dirt used as a musical object, uh, I embrace it as well. I'm open to it. I'm interested in people who are uh, constructing things and making things out of sound. And the sound does not have to be a violin. A violin is a technological development from f five centuries ago. And now we ha and it has antecedents even further back. But it was uh, an artificial thing developed from natural materials. And so composers today continue to develop instruments of all sorts. And uh, I find that there is good and bad music made for violin, and there's good and bad music made for any avant-garde sound source. So really the composer and, and the uh, musician and what they're doing and how well they're doing it is my focus, not so much uh, is it music or is it not music. Charles Amekanian, the executive director of Other Minds, wants to reach as many people as possible to open their musical horizon. Well, we'd love to reach people who haven't heard this music before because it's non-commercial. It's not available. It's not present in the culture. It's not seen or heard on television. And so we would like to reach as many people as possible. And to that end, we've started a project on the Internet which... Uh, digitizes 4,000 reels of tape that we inherited from the KPFA music department. And you can go to radiom.org, R-A-D-I-O-M.org, and listen to hundreds of hours of interviews and concerts of new music and familiarize yourself with them. Um, we feel that uh, with this step, we've taken, uh, we've made a move in a direction which will uh, bring uh, to our field, a lot of people who previously weren't aware of the riches of what composers have been doing for the last hundred years. And we're finding that people from uh, all over the world are logging on and listening and uh, beginning to write us. And so the project, which was launched in May of uh, 2007, now has hundreds and hundreds of friends, and we are having an impact globally. There's a huge German experimental and avant-garde music scene. Just think of Stockhausen or Faust or even the Neubauten. So I wanted to know, is there a difference in the cultural origin of the music? Well, that's a good question. I, I think what you will find is that, yes, there are some things that are distinctly American uh, and not found in Germany and vice versa. Um, we were all very much uh, taken with the uh, German avant-garde of the, of the 60s because composers like Karl-Heinz Stockhausen and uh, Mauricio Kagel and uh, others were doing things that nobody here had ever thought to do with electronics, with theatrics. Um, and they had the finances of the German government, the West German government at the time, behind them, and they were able to produce magnificent works, uh, which uh, were greatly appreciated here and had an impact here among many people. Similarly, um, Composers like John Cage, who's going to be featured on our concert on Friday night, um, had an impact on Germany. He attended uh, uh, the Darmstadt uh, summer music courses, 
early on, and um, some composers there appreciated what he was doing and had their ears opened in a new way. And among those would be Dieter Schnabel, who is going to be a guest at our Other Minds Festival, by the way, next uh, March 6th through 8th in San Francisco. And uh, cellists like Mikhail Bach, who plays the cello with the curved bow, who's also coming from Germany for our festival uh, next, next March 6th to 8th. So we have very close ties to uh, our colleagues in Germany from San Francisco. We appreciate their work, and we realize that it's often impossible to keep up with the latest developments. And that's one reason Other Minds wants to do things uh, internationally, so that we can share ideas. I was recently in uh, Poland for the Warsaw Autumn Festival, and it struck me again how little we uh, hear in San Francisco of some of the composers in Europe who gather every year for that very important event. And so um, I, I think that uh, because our, our countries are so far apart, tendencies develop in certain directions and go off on certain branches of the, of the tree of new music, that uh, can only be appreciated by uh, direct contact and not so much by just trading commercial CDs and recordings. So um, it's important to hear live music in a hall. I've, for many years, you know, I worked in radio, and I was, I was acquainted with music mostly through recordings. And the more I travel and the more I'm in a concert hall these days, the more I appreciate how lucky we are uh, to still have a tradition of performing uh, live music. And, uh, of course, audiences all over the world, at the Holland Festival, at uh, Märzmusik in Berlin, all of these uh, festivals are struggling to maintain audiences because with the challenge from the Internet and from other uh, distractions, um, including the cell phone, people are finding other things to do with their time. But there are uh, great rewards from attending uh, music uh, concerts in person. And I think people who come to hear Amelia Cooney and her German colleagues perform uh, next Friday night will be thrilled. Uh, it'll be the only performance, um, except for one in Los Angeles, that will happen of this music by John Cage, the Solos for Voice 58. And um, it's a project which we developed for the last three years uh, with Amelia Cooney and Werner Durand, who is her partner. And so... Uh, we're, we're very excited it's finally coming to fruition. We hope to see a lot of people there. This is non-commercial music trying to widen the spectrum of musical understanding. Other Minds has an important role to spread the word, so to speak. We do it from private funding and from foundations. In this case, the Andrew Mellon Foundation in New York City awarded us a grant to produce this concert. The Aaron Copeland Fund for Music started the whole thing by funding the recording project that Amelia wanted to do of this composition by John Cage. No one else had ever done it before and still hasn't. She's the only one. And it was a piece written in 1970, so good grief. It's uh, 37 years uh, after its comp composition. It's finally having its first performance. Um, we also have many people who are interested in this field who give private donations to other minds, and they, in the American system, of course, with tax-deductible contributions, it's a great way to shelter your money from the Defense Department. <laughs> so we urge people to contribute to our arts organization and, and many others uh, that keep this uh, non-commercial medium alive. You can find Other Minds online at otherminds.org.
Radio Goethe Magazine. But let's stay a bit in this avant-garde music field. Raphael Smarsoch from Cologne has specialized in this field, producing shows for German public radio and sometimes sends Radio Goethe some portraits of outstanding musicians. Today he features Josef Suchi. Cologne-based musician Josef Suchi is one of Germany's most interesting guitarists working in the vast field of avant-garde music. In spite of the fact that his guitar playing displays the craft of a luminary instrumentalist, the general acknowledgement of his work is still missing, although he has released four solo records by now. He collaborated with a lot of different musicians, ranging from laptop wizard Eckhard Ehlers to famous can drummer Jaki Liebezeit. I was not allowed to play in a band, therefore I wasn't pressured to act in a certain context, be it independent, noise, free jazz, fusion, crowd rock or whatever. I had to build my own imaginary worlds. In my opinion, only then something individual can happen. You have to unlearn what you learned and you ought to listen with opened ears. These particular circumstances helped Suchi to develop his own sound. An ability which most musicians are not able to devise. Suchi's tone is characterized by a clear and oratorical pulse. He is not using a standard tuning which makes his music appear otherworldly and hard to pin down in its harmonic structures. Last but not least, he is working with computer effects to shape his instrumental meditations into whirlwinds of pure sonic power. My music always functions on an optical level. I don't like to work in total abstractions. There always have to be images in my mind, images which try to simulate something. My music is not describing a route from point A to point B or emotions like happiness or pain. Music is for me an acoustic deformation of reality with the visual forces of images. Suchi's music displays in its rich information density a sense for dramaturgic development. His playing may evoke images of long-forgotten spirits by conjuring horrific thunderstorms of pure noise, delve into melancholic emotions with transcendental drones, or create suspenseful events of cosmic silence. Above all, his compositions and improvisations always seem to be very structured and thoughtfully assembled, striking with a vivid collection of intelligent ideas. 
His sounds describe a musical storyline which bears the aura of cinematic imagination. Ich denke immer sehr konzeptionell. Und von der Warte ist das für mich schon so eine I always think in a very conceptual way. This is somehow a dramaturgic simulation of film because there's always the necessity for a plot. My music functions like a soundtrack. There is the intervening and the drift off of musical strands and the constant replacement and fill in of new information. This is very much related to the idea of a soundtrack. The immersion of concise themes, the mixing of field recordings and all of that stuff. I have this from the television series and movies I used to watch. As a teenager, I have been addicted to images. This meant more than hearing to me. Images were essential for me. Das war mehr als das Hören für mich eigentlich. Für mich waren die Bilder das Ausschlaggebende. As a teenager, Josef Suchi traveled the world and visited a lot of exotic places. These trips helped him to work with musical information in a completely different manner. His adventurous journeys into nature's untouched reservations led him to develop a musical approach which tries to simulate the sound world of nature. Apart from any esoterical ideology, his music is subjected to an organic flow permanently morphing and spitting out new oral elements, being a living entity. Besides that, these expeditions introduced him to a variety of different instruments, each carrying its own magical tone. I have traveled to Arabia and Asia. On my journeys I had the opportunity to play a lot of strange instruments, which were tuned in free intonations, so that tones could move freely and display a manifoldness of sound. I have also been in the jungle and experienced an immense variety of different sounds there with a symphonic content which even an orchestra couldn't outdo. This was very powerful and had a lasting impression on me. I learned to have the feeling for noise and to move away from traditional concepts of melody and harmony towards free expression and movement. Expression and movement are probably two signifying characteristics of Suhi's music. 
Most of his compositions are made by layering different tracks of musical information in a digital sequencer program and applying to each track different effects. The results are always unpredictable, presenting strange harmonic interferences and weird rhythmic developments. However, this kind of expansion of the sonic repertoire of the guitar does not only rely on Suhi's abilities to work in an unconventional way with studio equipment or musical material, but also comes from a fundamental questioning of musical theory. Wir haben ja in unserer klassischen Vorstellung von Musik eine ganz gewisse Funktionsharmonik. Und diese Funktionsharmonik etwa in einem Popsong beschränkt sich einzig allein darauf, sich in den All music is subjected to the rules of functional harmony. This kind of harmonic idea establishes itself, let's say in a Popsong, by creating a classic policy of cadences, major and minor triads and so on. Within jazz music there are more expansions of this idea. Functional harmony provides the basis for improvisation within defined tonal systems. My music functions apart from any functional harmony and modality. I am just moving through a rhythmic structure which is independent of any formalities given by pop or jazz music. Therefore, I am able to combine tones which don't have to necessarily stand in relation to each other. I am even able to use noises. I only have to place them in a certain part. Therefore, I am not subjected to play a major chord followed by a minor chord or the other way round. I can operate with silence, noise or concrete sound just as with major and minor chords. That is the significant difference. Of course, sometimes it can sound very strange, but that's the only possibility to break free out of obsolete concepts. Und das ist dieser entscheidende Unterschied. Und es klingt natürlich manchmal ziemlich schräg, das ist schon klar. Aber man muss sagen, es ist auch die einzige Möglichkeit, aus vorgegebenen Fahrwassern herauszukommen. And that's exactly a quality which Josef Suhi has achieved. His music shows an active development, always rethinking itself and trying to create new and outstanding oral presentations. His fifth solo release, which is being made as we speak, will focus solely on the acoustic guitar. There will be no digital processing or studio trickery, just a microphone and the warm tone of his six strings. One can already say that this will be a much anticipated work. That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find us online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner. Strange things happening in the land. Strange things happening in the land. Whoa.